Canto Five, Chapter Twenty Four, The Nether Worlds. Sri Shuka said, "Some people defend that countless yojanas, ten thousand below the sun, the demon Rahu is found, who rotates in the sky just like the stars." O King, I shall expound later on the birth and activities of this lowest of the ignorant souls. Rau, the son of Simika, who personally, by the grace of the Supreme Lord, achieved this status of immortality, in occupying the position of a leading planet, while he never qualified for the position. They declare that the sun has a width of ten thousand yojanas, that the moon is twenty thousand yojanas wide, that Rahu is thirteen thousand yojanas large. And that it occasionally, with inimical intentions overruling the influence of the sun god and the moon god, obstructs the distribution of the rays of the moon and the sun. The supreme lord, who is there for the protection of both these divinities, operates by the supreme presence of the wheel of time, the Sudarshana chakra. This disc is deemed the most dear, most devoted, and favorite weapon that. By its power and unbearable heat, makes Rahu flee with a mind full of fear and a bewildered heart, far away from that position wherein he resides for almost an hour, and that by the people is called an eclipse. At an equal distance beneath it, there are the residential places of the perfected souls, the venerable souls of the Veda, and the souls founded in knowledge, the Siddhas, Charanas, and Vidyadharas. Below of them, there are the places of sense gratification of the mad, the possessed, the demoniac, and more of such beings, the yakshas, rakshasas, and pisachas, that stretch out as far as the wind blows the clouds one sees in the sky. Beneath the atmosphere, that is a hundred yojanas thick and reaches as high as swans, vultures, eagles, and other birds of size can fly, there is this earth. Formerly. I discussed the planet Earth and the division of its different realms. Below the Earth are situated seven other planets of the same width and length, named Atala, Vitala, Sutala, Dalatala, Mahatala, Rasatala, and Patala, the nether worlds, that one behind the other are positioned up to the edge of the universe with intervals of ten thousand yojanas. In these worldly places. Ambitious for heaven, there is a greater lust experience and enrapture about wealth than in the higher worlds. Equipped with all thinkable luxuries, the houses and gardens offer to the demons, ghosts, and snakes living there a better opportunity for sense gratification. Always overjoyed in the attachment to their wives, children, family, friends, and followers, the masters of the households who live in an illusory heaven. Are even better capable of an unimpeded fulfillment of their desires than the godly souls who are of self-control. Maya, the architect of the Daityas, my dear king, has there, with faithless trickery and a plethora of rich ornamentation, built cities surrounded by walls with gates full of excellently constructed, wonderful houses, offices, halls, schools, and public facilities. The leaders and landowners of those artificial worlds, shining brightly with their decorations, 
occupy the best houses there that are crowded by snake-like godless couples and pigeons, parrots and minas. The gardens and parks that are most appealing to the mind and senses, pleasure with their masses of flowers and fruits hanging from the branches of the trees that, embraced by creepers, nicely bend low, being pulled by gravity. The sensual enjoyment is invoked by a magnificence surpassing the beauty of the residential places of the godly. The variety of birds that in pairs frequent the ponds filled with sparkling clear water, restless with jumping fish, the lotus flowers in those waters, the lilies, the guvalaya and kalara flowers, the blue and red lotuses, giant lotuses with thousands of petals, and the uninterrupted joyous sound of all kinds of sweetly vibrating birds that build their nests in the forests. There one assuredly is of no concern about divisions of time relative to the changes of day and night, as observed with sundials and lunar phases. All darkness there is driven away by the best of gems situated on the hoods of the great serpents living there. Nor are the residents who eat, drink and bathe there with miraculous curative herbs, juices and elixirs concerned with diseases, mental troubles, attaining old age, having wrinkles, grey hair, etc., or with the miseries of losing strength with a fading luster, bad smelling perspiration, fatigue or a lack of energy. No other cause of death than the almighty will of time in the form of his disc weapon is capable of influencing them in any way. It is practically always out of fear for the Lord's chakra order, the compelling natural order of time, that the wives of the godless souls lose their fetuses in miscarriages. Now then, in the world of Atala, Bala, the godless son of Maya, resides, who propagated 96 types of trickery, some of which, even today, are used by expert cheaters. From his yawning mouth, the Svairini, class exclusive, Kamini, class indifferent, and Pumshkali, promiscuous types of women sprouted who, desirous with glances, smiles, talks, embraces and the juice of an intoxicating herb called Hataka, for their sexual pleasure warm up any man who entered the nether worlds. One says that the man under the influence of this herb, full of pride and conceit, thinks of himself as I am the ruler and I am as strong as a thousand elephants. One world lower, in Vitala, Lord Shiva, surrounded by his ghostly associates, resides as Hatakeshwara, the master of gold, in sexual union with his wife Bhavani, in order to increase the population of Brahma's creation. From the fluids of their union, the great river named the Hataki flows, drinking of which the fire god, by the wind being brightly inflamed with great strength, hissing spits out the gold called Hataka, of use for the ornaments worn by the men and women populating the homes of the great Asuras. Beneath that world on Sutala, one finds the greatly celebrated, most pious and spiritually advanced son of Virochana, Bali Maharaj. To please King Indra, the Supreme Lord taking birth from Aditi, assumed the body of a Vamana, a dwarf. It was by the costless mercy of the Supreme Lord who wrested away from him the three worlds, that even today he in his devotional service remains fearless unto him, 
the most venerable supreme personality. He was blessed with the good fortune of regaining an opulence not even known to the gods of Indra's heaven. This was certainly not the immediate result of donating with faith, great respect and an attentive mind his lands. Approaching the topmost one, the Supreme Lord, who is the most worthy recipient and best place of pilgrimage, who is the life, heart and supersoul of the countless living beings, Lord Vasudeva, offered him a direct access to the liberation that resulted in the opulence of that matter imitation of heaven. The person who, helplessly, starved, fallen down or stumbling, utters his name but once, will be completely freed from the bond of fruit of labor, the karma that in all other cases constitutes an inevitable stumbling block for anyone who tries to find liberation. He, the Supreme Soul, the Paramatma within, thus gives himself to, is of love for, all devotees of self-realization. It is therefore not because of the material opulence which certainly extends from him that the Supreme Personality especially again showed his favor to such a person like Bali. He was as graceful because of countering the forms of Maya, the material bewilderment that steals away the remembrance of the soul. To the occasion of what was done by the difficult by other means to perceive Supreme Lord, namely his seizing the three worlds by means of the trick of begging three steps of land so that Bali was left with nothing but his body, was being bound with the ropes of Varuna and was detained in a mountain cave, Bali then said, How regrettable it is indeed that this very learned Indra of heaven is not that wise in his self-interest, for, having chosen Brihaspati for his prime minister and one preceptor, he ignored that sage when he begged me personally, by means of the Lord in the form of Upendra, Lord Vamana, for my blessings in the form of three steps of land. With neglect for the certainty of the actual blessings of serving the everlasting reality of him, he desired for himself the three worlds, the value of which is lost in a Manvantara. When his father was killed by the Supreme Lord Nrishimadev, our grandfather Pralada asked for nothing but the permission to serve him and not for the inheritance offered to him of the position of his father who feared no one. What materially contaminated person like us can, deprived of the Supreme Lord's mercy, hope to follow the path of that great believer? Shuka said, Later on, in the story about Bali, I shall explain how the Supreme Lord, as the master of the three worlds, as Narayana in person, with an always graceful heart towards his devotees, stands as a guard at the gate with a club in his hand. He, who, with the big toe of his foot, kicked the ten-headed demon known as Ravana a hundred million yojanas away when he wanted to conquer the world. Below Sutala, in the world of Talatala, the Danava king rules named Maya. His cities were burned by the almighty Tripurari, Shiva, the lord of the three cities, who desired the welfare of the three worlds. But he, Maya, the master and teacher of all sorcery, regained his kingdom by his grace. Being protected by Mahadeva, the great god who is Shiva, 
he thinks he has nothing to fear from the Sudarshana Chakra, the presence of the Lord in the form of time that, in all worlds, is worshipped with clocks and calendars. Beneath that world there is a world of Mahatala, that belongs to the descendants of Kadru, who have a reputation as a bunch of ever-angry, many-hooded, cruel snake types, as there are the notorious Kuhaka, Takshaka, Kalia and Shushena. Addicted to sensual pleasures, they are constantly afraid of the king of all birds, Garuda, the carrier of the original personality, who sometimes infuriates them when they are sporting together with their wives, children, friends and relatives. Situated below that world again, there is Razatala, the world of the Daityas and Danavas, the evil-minded sons of Diti and Danu, named the Panis, who are divided in the Nivatakavachas, the Kalayas, and the Hiranyapuravasis. They are the very cruel and greatly powerful natural enemies of the demigods, and are, despite their strength and pride, inevitably defeated by the might of the disc weapon of the Supreme Lord Hari, so full of mercy for all the worlds. Living like the snakes, they are afraid of the threatening Vedic mantras uttered by the female dog Saramaya that once was sent there by the King of Heaven, Indra. Below that world there is Patala, the world of the master snakes, led by Vasuki, there are Shanka, Kulika, Mahashanka, Shweta, Dhananjaya, Dhritarashtra, Shankachuda, Kambala, Ashwatara, Devadatta, and so on. Most addicted to material happiness, they all live with the shortest temper. They have five, seven, ten, a hundred, or a thousand hoods with on their crests fixed the most valuable gems, the effulgence of which disperses the vast darkness of the caves of Patala.
Oh 